It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality, and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett. And with me, as per usual, I bring you Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam. Hey, John, what's going on, man? It's uh, It's been uh, a week. It's it been really a week. has been. Not as many Brewers games and Packers games as the last week. I'll tell you that much since the last time we talked. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> True on both uh, accounts. Yeah, I hadn't actually thought about that way. But, yeah. Uh, wish everybody a happy Labor Day. We're recording still on Labor Day, so it's belated to the rest of you. Because unless you stay up at night waiting for this to drop, I guess. But I don't know who those people are. And if you uh, do, let us know who you are. I'll send you a free baseball hat. It's true. This will happen. It's not going to be a Johnny Johnny baseball hat. It'll be just one of the baseball hats that I have in, a, in one of my bins downstairs here. But uh, it'll be a hat nonetheless. It yeah, might say Bridger Bowl or something that you know let me know i will design and send a scotty johnny baseball cap to whoever is is downloading it show me like the time that you downloaded to you know send me that Uh, a couple ways you could send that to me obviously you could send it to me at twitter at scotty well the show at scotty johnny pod you can send to me personally at not so humble host a couple other options for you the show is also on mastodon at scotty johnny pod at mastodon.social and i'm at scotty johnny at mastodon.world but you can also find me on blue sky everybody and my blue sky is at jebarnett.bsky.social aaron now that we've gone through the litany of my social that was uh, how should they find you yeah well yeah two of them are for the shows and then the three sites i'm at right now and i do post this on all of them uh and i try to Post Packer Badger everything talk on there. I was talking Badger volleyball this week on Blue Sky. I'll tell you that it was also fantastic. But yeah, it was fantastic. And what great, was that about? Badgers. Like nobody wanted to play Wisconsin, so Arkansas had to like stand, like Blue step tour. up to like play them. Like it everyone was, was backing up playing Wisconsin or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was intense. So, but yeah. let's make sure, Aaron, we tell everybody how to find you. Uh, you can find me games. at Cheddar Talk on the X Twitter thing uh, at Cheddar Talk. <laughs> also, John, after listening to me for weeks complain about not being able to be on uh, blue sky because i felt it was an elitist group and i couldn't be let in john sent me an invite today so now you can find me at apple bottom flottom on blue sky dot wonderful blue sky dot whatever B-S-K-Y. all right we are the elite so, yeah. the sporting elite here sporting at scotty johnny Pine. i have i have one follower and it's john it's me <laughs> I think I'm up to 30 now at this point, but yeah, no, it's fun. Yeah. Uh, good, good times. We don't have a lot of mess around time this week because we have a lot of sports to talk oh, about. Dear. So let's yeah. dive right into everything with the part of the show that we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. And we will start with Packers, even though there was not a Packer game, as Aaron said in the opening, uh, He's opening some sort of treasure chest, I think. Uh, But there was no Packer game, but we're going to look ahead to the game this week. It is Packard Bear Week to start everything off right away. That's pretty fantastic. That's a a great start to the year. Smart move by the NFL. Yeah, NFL knows this is going to be one of the the bigger games. It's going to have some names people are going to be looking at. Is this the year that Justin Fields 
breaks out. I mean, he's one of those guys who, in just fantasy wise, is a very good quarterback fantasy wise because you know if you run for ten yards or throw for ten yards, running for ten yards is worth more. Uh, so he's got a ton of points that he gets you in the rushing game, uh, but still, it's just you know if you want to win games, you still do have to throw in this league at this point. I think it's just I, I don't you have to do it at some point. Uh, Tennessee likes to say that that's not true, but they do run a lot of play action passing game to try to clear things up because Tannehill's looked pretty solid in that group there. Uh, they also went on and got Will Levis this year, so that's interesting. Well, also, to, and also, too, yeah. Tennessee is running uh, Travis Henry. That's Derrick Henry, yeah. Or sorry, yeah, you Travis, did that. <laughs> no, Tra- not Travis Henry. Travis yeah. Henry's still in jail or dead, one of the two. I can't I don't remember. Know. He might be dead. Anyways. Um, no, Derrick Henry, uh, who's Hall of Fame. Like he's yeah. going to the Hall of Fame. Like he's yeah, yeah. stupid. Like it's he crazy. had a four. He's had a four year run that most running backs can't even touch. Correct. Um, the Bears don't have that at all. Like no. how can you how can you be a running team if you have no running back? They have a lot of changes now. After years of Bears fans telling us that David Montgomery is sneaky, the best running back in football, they will now change their tune. To tell us that it's either I guess Khalil Herbert. Dante Foreman, Ooh. who they, they went and got from Ooh. Carolina. Ooh. Khalil Ooh. Herbert was pretty Ooh. decent as a change of pace running back. He's a good pass catcher. He does several things Ooh. very well, but also, not yes. Derrick Henry. He's not Derrick Henry. No, he's not. He's He would not be – he would be the third option in our backfield right now with the Packers. Right. Quite honestly. Dante Foreman, who is a another guy who's a solid back, um, played some in Houston, played in Carolina last year. Kind of a guy, this is like his third team. He was an un- unrestricted free agent this year. And they also drafted, actually, the one who I think by the end of the year, quite honestly, I think Rayshon, Robin, uh, Rayshon Johnson is going to be the starting running back for the Bears. Rookie Ooh. out of Texas. Rookie out of Texas. I'll tell you why I like him. On a per carry, per catch basis, his passing and receiving numbers are the same across the board as Bijan Robinson. Uh, and he didn't just come in in like late game. They brought him in repeatedly throughout the game. They shared carries in that backfield. Just Bijan got the most carries, but Rayshon Robinson, or pardon me, I keep saying it wrong. Rayshon Johnson, there's two sons. There's a Robinson and a Johnson. This is the Johnson. Uh, Rayshon That's okay. Johnson. I called Derrick Henry Travis Henry. He was <laughs> right. pot, sm- pot smoking abuser from uh, the Denver Broncos. But anyway, let's go ahead. Yeah. So Rayshon Johnson uh, is, is good. Uh, he's got great hands, he's got good size and speed. Uh, when he's in the game, he looked like Bijan Robinson quite frequently. So I, a lot of that is why I didn't like Bijan Robinson as a player. As I said, looks like he could be replaced by his backup, and they wouldn't really miss much because he's doing the exact same things. Um, but yeah, it's I think he's going to end up being I think he's going to beat out Dante Foreman and Khalil Herbert by the end of the year. Didn't do it out of camp, but uh, there he is. <laughs> the Bears doing a Viking thing. Uh, yeah, they still got Cole Komet at tight end, but you know who their backups are? It's Robert Tunyon and Mercedes Lewis. Like, come on. <laughs> I mean, you can't write that. Like, I don't know. I, it, the Packers got Adrian Amos when he was in his prime. Right. And yeah. Yeah. The Bear. That was like, um, did you hear the bit about uh, Paul Allen and uh, uh, K-Fan uh, talking about Dean Lowry being the best signing oh since my gosh, yes. the Vikings have had since uh since uh um yeah Brett Favre. That's so great. It's like uh, no there's a reason the Packers let these guys go. <laughs> yeah. We would have liked to have had 
you know, some of the that one of those years of Brett back for the three that he played after the Packers, but the other two weren't good. Uh, the Bears are most excited at this point about their new, well, their receiving course now has DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, and Darnell Mooney. Who? Uh, Who? Yeah, these are essentially three, I guess, kind of, yeah, three number two receivers. Like, not a single one of them is a true, legit one, but a bunch of them are twos, and that's a decent receiving core. Um, if and, that and was I'm the like, pack- and, I'm like, and I'm like the Packers, which are an unknown commodity, we know exactly who these people are. Right, yeah. Darnell is They're very no- good. Uh, the problem yeah. is, is that last year they tried to make Darnell Mooney into their number one receiver, which he was not right. good at. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he can be two and you let Chase Claypool be an interesting guy you do some tricks with, he could be useful. And DJ Moore is a very good <sighs> receiver, not a one. They have no depth because Equinemius St. Brown is their next best receiver. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then Vallis <laughs> Jones. Four? Yeah, he's their four, essentially, because yeah, also the other four. guy they have is Vallis Jones, who's not good. He is not a good receiver. Oh and Tyler Scott, who they drafted in the fourth round this year, um, it was not great. Is, is, is Jeff Query their backup slot guy? <laughs> That's a good I deep mean, reach. I love I that. Mean, like Perry that's Kemp like, somewhere. Oh my God, yeah. I couldn't, I, really, <laughs> that's it. No, I was going to say, you were going to say the bigger, you said the big problem was that they had him uh, playing, trying to make him the number one, Mooney right. the number one, when he's actually number two wide he's receiver, which team. I agree with. Mooney's really not bad. Let, let's separate the player from the team. Um, same thing with DJ Moore. The problem is that him and DJ Moore are the same person. Their bigger problem is that uh, Justin Fields is throwing the ball to them. Yes. These guys you, with you, a better quarterback have, would be a have, very good quarterback. You could have Devonte out there, and <laughs> his numbers are going to sink because Justin Fields can't throw. Right, you know, it's a good receiving core. It's not great, but it's good. <laughs> I can't feel better about the Packers receiving core yet because it's a bunch of guys who haven't done anything. Uh, like unknown, you said, un- so I'd rather take unknown commodity than known commodity at this point. At so. this point, we with know these what, guys. We, yeah, we know that Equin- We know what Equinemius St. Brown is. Right, and he's their number four. Yeah, so. Their offensive, yeah, their offensive line is something where they have been seeing a lot of problems. Um, they did lose, um, oh, was this Tevin, Tevin Jenkins, the uh, guy who was a rookie last year at Oklahoma State. They moved him into guard. Uh, I didn't like him as a tackle. I don't think he has a good base. I don't think he blocks on the pass very well. I think you can get him off, you know, off uh, balance pretty quickly. Um, yeah, he didn't come through pretty well there, but he looked better at guard because he's more of a masher anyhow um and Kevin nice <laughs> good pull uh but right now they're gonna be starting braxton jones at left tackle and then darnell Wright, the rookie at right tackle and i'll tell you i like darnell Wright. i think How he's fantastic they're on the chicago bears i, I don't know, I know darnell zero, mooney darnell Wright. I, I know zero darnells in my own life and they have two on one team that says more about you than about them maybe i don't know i don't no. know <laughs> no, i don't know uh, they another Packer, Patrick Lu, or Lucas Patrick is going to be starting in at center. He is the only also center on the roster right now. Also uh, says something about their team, but anyways, they did yeah. not keep nearly as many offensive linemen as the Packers did. They're very thin there, so like they have eight linemen on this team. Part of that is that Jenkins is on the IR, but Pat they got Lucas Patrick, uh, Nate Davis, and then in the back they have Jatire Carter. Dan Feeney and Larry Borum 
I was like, I don't know who these people are, but that's their backups. So they, you know, they have you know no crazy depth. about all four people that you've talked about from the Packers that are now on the Bears that should say something about their roster. They didn't steal them away from the Packers because they became free agents or anything like yeah. that. The Packers let all four of those people go. I would take. I mean, Robert it's, it's, not, it's, it's not like it's, it's not like when we lost. Um, oh, he's the center out in, uh, for the Chargers now. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I know you're saying. Just, it'd take me anyway, too long to think. Yeah, I mean, he was he was the best center in football, and the Packers couldn't afford to sign him with everybody else because we were running it back one more time for Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and we had to make uh, salary cap space. But uh, um, we take you know, him it's, it's 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 not like Lucas Patrick was you know our bang up you know right guard, and we 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 really wanted to bring him back, but the Bears outbid us. No, he got let go, as did St. Brown. I didn't realize. Equinamia St. Brown was still in the league. His yeah. brother's going to be his brother's going to be in the Hall of Fame when he's done. But um, <laughs> could be he's very good. But, but he's really good. He's really um, good. And then, but I mean, then Tunyon and I mean, we had all the hope in the world for Bobby Tunyon. But I swear to God, the only reason why he made the team anymore was because of Rogers. And then same thing with uh, uh, Big Dog. But well, uh, he's gosh, he's been around forever. Um, I mean, good well, for him. Good, good for a, good for him for having someone actually sign him. Like. What a run, man. Like, yeah. I'm surprised he's not a Jet, one, if honestly. You, if you want to talk about one of those people that gets into the Hall of Fame just because of durability, 100%. Yeah. I'll listen to that argument. Uh, the stats yeah. are never going to back it up, but, you know, I mean, yeah. dude's been active on teams for 23 years at this point. Right. But so in terms of the Packers or the Bears defense <laughs> here, their offense or their defensive line here is not great. They're starting Andrew Billings, who I was surprised was still in the league, quite honestly. Uh, former who? Uh, Texas State record holder, I believe, in the deadlift and the squat. Uh, Andrew Billings, giant dude, not great at football. Uh, we drafted uh, Kenny Clark over him, and I've never heard of Andrew Billings since. He's going to be starting. The one thing Bears fans keep talking about this year is that they did go out and sign Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards. Those are fantastic pickups, and they did not overpay. All right? Yeah. But they also went out and signed Unique Ngakwe, who's going to get him 10 sacks and give up 5 billion yards rushing. Ngakwe came from the Vikings, right? uh, He was with Indianapolis last year. He was with the Vikings for... Okay. They traded picks to Jacksonville for him, and then after four games, traded him away. So, yeah, that was a fantastic bit. So so they're just picking up everybody else from, okay, got it. Yeah. Um, their safeties are very good. It's a hell of a business model, John. It's a strange one. Um, <laughs> Eddie Jackson's still pretty decent. He's been there a while. Uh, Jaquan Brisker makes it easier for Eddie Jackson to play like he did. In the same way Amos made Jackson look better. Oh, my Brisker's God, Brisker? Good. Brisker, if he doesn't shut his mouth. He's good. Dude can play, though. He can play, but, man, shut up. He's uh shut, shut up until your team does something, man. Like he's obnoxious. <laughs> I haven't heard him because I don't listen to him, I guess. Oh no, he's the one that he came out this last week and said, I hate Green Bay. Everybody hates Green Bay. Well, nobody's listening to him, so I don't know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> any Bears player that's running their mouth about Green Bay, shut up. They can like, say they hate Green Bay. That's fine. I like it that they hate no, Green I was, Bay. I, I, yeah, but still at the same time, just be like I, I, yeah, if you want to hate Green Bay, but just like there's no Bears player that should be talking at all, at all. <laughs> and that's and no no Packers player is coming out and talking about how much they hate the Bears or anything like that. They ignore no. them. The Bears players are, I mean, they're so devoid of culture in that franchise. Oof. The last 
glimmer that they had of culture uh, was Walter Payton. And he, he's, <laughs> he's, he's been dead wow. for a decade. So, Jeez. I mean, they've, they've got nothing. They've got nothing. They've got Erlacher, who's all over billboards for hair replacement uh, now, down around yeah. O'Hare Airport. If you go down there, <laughs> yes. But that's that's it. that's it. Otherwise, name an impact player that they've had in the last thirty years. Name a quarterback or a wide receiver. They have oh. one five thousand yard receiver in their history. The <laughs> Packers have six in the last fifteen years. Now they've got nothing. They're 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 so devoid of talent, and to have any of their players, their PR should. Well, their PR is stupid too. I mean, everything about that organization is stupid. It's yeah, like, this. can you please just shut up? Oh, Roger's gone now. Oh, they're oh they they've stepped way down since last year, and now really stepped down at quarterback. Uh, all right, fine, that's great. You guys still shouldn't talk. Like it's it's not. You were the number one pick in last year's draft because you suck. Yeah. You're so bad that you get the number one pick in the draft. And you're you're playing a whole bunch of refuse players from a lot of other teams. Not that you signed them away because they were cut. Yeah. Because they couldn't make the I, teams that they're on. And that's who you're going to run with. Please, please, Bears fans and Bears players. Justin Fields isn't talking. <laughs> I like I for one separate the team from the player. I for one like Justin Fields. Hold I don't have a problem with him. I have no problems with Justin Fields. I also want him to keep him forever. Him. He came from OSU and plays for the Bears. I don't. I don't hate Justin Fields. I think he's a fine athlete. I think he's an extremely good athlete for that point. He's a, a subpar passer, but he is unbelievably athletic. He's fun to watch at times. Yeah, but but he's not squawking because he knows. Got to win first. He'll wait. He'll say it once if they if they get this one. This would be an interesting game, quite honestly, because there's a lot of unknown here. Like, like the Bears made some trades, bring in DJ Moore. Uh, their offensive line they hoped is a little bit more short up, but I don't know that it's really that different. They have one different guy in there. Um, it, it's it's not really a better offensive line. They do have a better right tackle, uh, but that's about all they're getting out of this. Uh, their defense is worse. Like their defense is not good right now. They have good linebackers at the middle, and I don't think their corners are particularly great. But they get good safety help. So this is going to be this will be an interesting game. I think the Packers' offensive line is going to hold up pretty well here. I think they're going to be able to get some some quick passing. They look like they they're going to try to look for that short pass. And well, I think this know, is going to be death you know, by a thousand cuts. Is what I think this is going to be for the Packers. And I think the Packers win this, but I don't know that's going to be big. You know, you know, Bakhtiari is going to come out there and smash some faces in that left tackle because <laughs> he gets it and he'll show up for the rivalry. So, um, but all the things you just talked about, like inside linebacker help, safety help, that's not going to help against what the Packers are trying to run. They don't right. do that. They're going to attack them on the edges. They're going to throw it to the outside. They're going to attack them with a tight end and then the underneath routes. They're going to use mm-hmm. Jalen Reed and they're going to run some. Uh, I think they're going to run a couple times by uh, handing off to Reed or Watson or, uh, end around. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to work. And I think they got a good passing game. I think screens are going to work we're here. Gonna, we're going to see the LaFleur offense that we were supposed to see five years ago. Finally. <laughs> yeah. I I just think that the way the Packers looked in this, this regular season, I don't think they're going to be super high scoring right now, but I think they're going to be efficient. I think they're going to move down the field. I think this is going to be a game of limited possessions. 
Um, and, and I think that that's what's going to help. And I think the Packers are going to turn over the ball less. You know, I think that that's going to be the two big things. I think it's going to be limited possessions, and the Packers are just going to be more efficient with their game plan and their play. Uh, and I think that that's going to be the slight difference. The Bears are still getting the majority of love and most of that in this. I mean, even the ESPN analytics puts the Bears at 51.5% chance of winning. Um, I think the spread is Bears by two and a half last I looked. So um, Brisker's on, on the injury report right now, too. So that could change things for there because he is questionable right now. And that's really the only major injury other than. Like we said, Tevin Jenkins, but that's a little older. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens here. I think the Packers have a good chance. The only problem is, obviously, they're on the road, uh, which does matter. This is going to be in the uh, three feet of grass that is Soldier Field. And I don't know, Aaron, what are your thoughts in terms of this game? Well, right now the Bears are a 1.5 favorite. Oh, that might be a game. Cold, the Tevin Chicago's Jenkins. Chicago is negative one, or minus 136 on the money line. Green Bay is plus 116. That's not uh, the over-under is at 44.5. That's Ooh. just real quick. That's the, the basic lines. I mean, there's other lines. You can always find other lines. But uh, um, this is one of those uh, trying to think about it with my heart, not my head. Yeah. My heart says that they're going to smash them 35 to 10. <laughs> okay. I, that's, I what take my it. Heart, that's what my heart says. Who's your head telling you, though? My head's telling me that the Packers are going to lose 17 to 14. Win, lose 17? What was that? Lose, lose 17 to 14. Okay. That is entirely so, possible. So, I mean, that's There's a lot I mean, of new so, moving so, pieces. So, so take, it, take it as it is. Like, uh, my heart is telling me, like, I'm looking at all the intangibles. I'm looking at this, that. I'm looking at how this is all rolling up together. Uh, there's a lot of hope, you know, the hashtag faith. You know, <laughs> and uh, sell that hope, you know, and you know, this team's going to be good, but just for all the reasons you just said, three feet of grass at Soldier Field, environment, young kids, um, not a lot of veteran leadership. Um, it, it might be one of those games where they're too stupid to know that they're supposed to lose. That's the one <laughs> that's going to be the Packers' one superpower this year is that as young as they are, and their veteran leadership is David Bakhtiari, who is a crazy person. He is the youngest, oldest player in the league. We talked about that last week. Youngest, yeah. oldest person in the league. And he shoots off at the mouth, and he doesn't give care. His number is 69 for a reason, because it's all a joke, right? And so this dude came out of a terrible um, Colorado State yeah. team. Colorado. Shouldn't be, just straight shouldn't up Colorado, be, Buffalo. Colorado, Colorado, yeah. yep. Who are like 0-10, right? So like yeah, this dude's – and he's the only old man left on the team. Like So that's your veteran leadership. You know, and so they might be too stupid to know that they're supposed to be losing, which might be their superpower this year. Yeah. When you don't, when you, when you're just playing money on the table. Um, when I look at everything all together, though, um, there, there, that there were a couple stinker drives by the first team offense during the preseason, which didn't look good. Um, Anders Carlson and the rest of the rookie battery in the kicking position might, the kick the the uh the holder uh the holder place kicker and long snapper are all rookies that that might yeah. cost us at some point in a close game situation so yeah i'm i'm gonna hold 17 15 bears win in my heart 35 7 35 10 the packers actually show all their talent and the bears are that bereft of talent yes all right 
All right, we'll move on to uh, what, bad what say you? What did you say? You didn't give a score. I didn't give an actual score. I'm going to say it's going to be 20 to 17 Packers. Okay. I think it's going to be somewhere in that area. I think it's going to be a little lower scoring than what the uh, – So hammer the under. Take the under. I'm thinking under. So when I go when I go south of the border tomorrow to place my bets, for the <laughs> <laughs> we're going to hammer the under then? Okay, I don't ever it. bet Packers because I, I, it's too hard to No, it's hard sometimes. to bet not with your heart. Yeah. But you know what else? Also, too, if you if you bet Lafleur to this point in his career, you'd be a millionaire. Yeah, true, true. Even with the eight and nine season last year, you're still ahead. Yeah. So uh, we have the Badger football gets a win. It is not an emphatic win. They should have. They were favored. It was a twenty-seven and a half. Uh, I guess the Who, whose spread. win was less inspiring, Minnesota's or Wisconsin's? Minnesota's. Um, <laughs> Not by much. Not by a ton. I don't think Nebraska is particularly talented right now. Fred Sims looked bad. Nebraska's got talent. Yeah, Fred Sims looked really bad at quarterback. It's a Big Ten opponent. Yeah, it was like, dear God. Yeah, I didn't think much of either team in that game. That was awful. Uh, Badgers, I don't know. It's a slow start to what is supposed to be an air raid offense, right? Mm -hmm. So, Mordecai goes was a 24 of 31 for 189 yards and two interceptions with a touchdown as well. But the caveat to at least think about is remember that there was a pass in there that was a 60 yard sure touchdown that hit Skylar Bell dead in the hands and he just dropped it. Like it was a super easy catch. It's right there, right in front of his face, and he just dropped the ball running into the end zone. Nobody for five yards. Uh, he is behind everybody. Beautiful ball right in his hands, and he dropped it. That's 60 yards that should have been added to that. And by the way, the interception was two plays later, his first interception on an out that he threw short. Um, so, yeah, that one was just like, had he just made that, you take away an interception, add a touchdown, add 60 yards, take away another you know, incompletion. His numbers look really good then. Uh, so that one wasn't him. The, he did check down quickly. We'll say that. Uh, it looked like they had to quickly get out of there and it wasn't because he was getting rushed i think he just checked the stuff and had to you know check down quickly and i don't know if he was taking one or two reads and then get the ball out or what was going on but he was not i don't know there were there's there's work to be done there we'll say i don't i don't have the numbers in front of me but i I just happened to hear the the numbers on nebraska not to bring it back to nebraska but we will (laughs) no we will anyway points comparison so um, this should be a wake-up call to Badgers fans that they're they're not going to probably run away with the Big Ten West like everyone thought they would. Luke Fickle's in his first year, you know, just like Rule is in his first year out in Nebraska. Rule has 62 new players on his team this year between, what was it, 22 incoming freshmen and 40 portal players. Okay. Like just, just some insane number. Yeah. Well, Fickle's kind of in the same boat along with Rule is in new coach – bunch of new players yeah um and unlike rule rule didn't uh, and uh rule didn't have he had a big 10 opponent right off the bat fickle at least got uh you know the the score at the end of the game is about where it should be you know yeah. you'd like to see you'd like to see the badgers probably have one more touchdown have it like be 45 to 17 38 17 that's that's a thumping you know that's a three touchdown or not that's bad math no that's good math that's 21 that's yeah. a three that's a three touchdown win that's that's okay. You'd yeah. like to see a little bit better about against the Buffalo Bulls. Yeah. I Who hate are... that they're called the Buffalo Bulls, by the way. That <laughs> just 
maddening. Not but a I terrible mean, team. It's, it's, a team it's that where it should be. But, I mean, Fickle's kind of in the same boat as Nebraska in the fact that they don't have as many new players. That They kept their best player, Braylon Edwards, in the backfield. You know, but, I mean, this is all new. And so the things you're talking about, there's 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 a point of, you know, hesitation and optimism at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, in the fact that, and, and I say this about Nebraska, too, like if, if the if the Gophers would have played Nebraska in four weeks, they would have lost because they're trying to put their stuff together. It's same yeah. thing's kind of happening with the Badgers. Yeah, you, you want to get them not, early, which is why it's rough that Rule got a game like that early playing in conference. Right. Badgers get a, a game here where it gets a team that isn't as good. This is a team that won a bowl game and, and has a returning right. coach and a bunch of that. And uh, he looked Buffalo's, like he knew what he was doing. Not, Buffalo's not a joke, but they're also not a big no, they're still a but... Mac team that you got to beat. Right. Um, the other thing, so. too, to remember about these first games is Buffalo has only been playing all season. Like they have had three or four weeks here of, of camp where they have been getting ready for one game. And that, I mean, like seriously, winning this game sets up their season. And they really, really wanted to go out and do that. And that's, you know, this is why there's like a Mac upset every year in this early going because they spent. Right, because they, next week they play, the next week they play Trinity Southwest. Is right? that right? Or something. Yeah. I don't know. Fordham. They're playing Fordham next week. So they're playing you know. the Cobbers. I don't know. <laughs> then Liberty. Oh, my. Okay. Liberty, uh, Liberty, Liberty. But Wisconsin now has to go. We did have a very good running game. Wisconsin now has to play uh, Washington State, and they're going to go play them in Washington State, out in Pullman. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see how they do there. This is a team that beat Wisconsin last year. They're bringing back their quarterback. Anybody remembers Cameron Ward? Cameron Ward, who came over from Incarnate Word, just you know, just all that together there, uh, looked very good last year. Had over 3,000 yards passing, had uh, nearly 400 yards rushing as well. Uh, they do have a new offensive coordinator as well, though. Uh, Kai coming over from Western Kentucky, where, by the way, they love pushing the ball downfield. So this is going to really stress that the backfield, which did not look particularly strong in the passing game. I'll grant them, they were playing the Joe Barry special, as I like to call it, which is 10 yards off on second and five. Five, yeah. Uh, which frequently, they did that. All game long. They did run a little press at different points there, but they mostly hung way back and tried to make the plays in front of them. I I don't understand why they do that. Like as a player to hesitate and watch the, because if you can see it on the, on like the button hook or a curl, you want to be able to attack downfield at it, I guess. And rather than having your back turned to the quarterback, but still, yeah, the big plays that, that happened, a lot of it was playing man and looking in the backfield. So that was their problem. It's going to be interesting. This is a, a bunch of younger guys uh, on this group and seeing where they go with this. We'll see another familiar face because one of the returning players for Washington State is Nikia Watson. If anybody remembers him, former Badger, uh, Nikia Watson, he ran for 794 yards last year, nine touchdowns, 5.3 a carry. Uh, Jalen Jenkins as well up there, uh, another 440 yards and a touchdown, 5.8 a carry. Um, yeah, this is going to be a team that's going to want to push the ball a little bit more than what Buffalo did. Buffalo tried to run a very controlled offense. They were efficient. Uh, they were very good with how they ran that offense. I'll say that. Um, not everything is just either Badgers were good or bad. Some of it is the other team, you know, they have coaches too, and they didn't, they didn't schedule this. Yeah. They didn't schedule this game so as to lose it. Um, 
yeah, so this is one. Was it? I'm just trying to look at what they did last week. Last week, um, yeah, Washington State dropped 50 on Colorado State, who is not a good team. The 50 to 24. Who David uh, Bakhtiari did not play for. Yeah, correct. He did not play for the Rams. He played for the Buffaloes. But yeah, yeah. so that's. Um, I mean, they they're good. So he, at, for t- so he played for Team Prime. Yeah, before they were they were Prime. But yeah, that's it. Badgers <laughs> are still favored in this, even though. They're playing at Martin Stadium, which is in Pullman, like I said. Um, we'll just have to that's see a, how that that's goes. A, that's the one where they're like uh, like two miles away from Idaho State, right? From Idaho, yeah. The the Idaho, the Battle the of the Palouse, uh, yeah. the Vandals, the Idaho Vandals, and Washington State Cougars. The Vandals, who, by the way, are, I believe, 13th ranked in FCS right now. Oh, really? And yeah. They they're, play, they're the ones that play the Kibbe Dome, right? The Kibbe Dome, which is my yes. favorite Terrible football stadium. I love it. I've been there. Looks I've been like, on the field like, there. It looks like a Conestoga, Conestoga wagon. It looks like a loaf of bread. It's a giant Quonset hut. Yeah. 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 So that's it. But this is going to be there. Uh, in terms of familiarity as well, as you may remember from last year's game, head coach uh, Jake Dickert is a graduate of the University of Wisconsin Stevens Point and did play football for the Pointers, who are also terrible. Is Is there any two colleges that are like that? That are that well, I guess yeah. North Carolina and uh, Duke. Yeah, Duke, Wake, North Carolina, all in that kind of area. Yeah. There, I suppose. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, well, as and a, all the New York schools. As but. a caveat, um, UW Stevens Point made the news this week as they played Lindenwood, who Lindenwood, who is an FCS team, and the D three pointers lost seventy seven to nine to the Lindenwood Lions. So that was oof. That was uh, that made. Big news. They're like, why is a D3 team playing a D1? I get playing D2, but D1 was crazy. Well, I mean, it's it's the Apple. Everyone wants the Appalachian State dream, man. I yeah. like to, when Appalachian State in what 2008 went into the big house and beat Michigan, yeah. you know, who was number four at the time. Everyone wants that dream. You know, it's, it's every given Saturday, you know, kind of stuff. Yeah. So I can hey, see that. Hey, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Hey, but before we step off the Badgers, um, I do have to bring this up to you, John. John, what's the longest sentence you can make in the American language with just oh, one word? You know this is the buffalo, 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 buffalo. I forget how many buffaloes it is, though. It's eight buffaloes. Buffalo, 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 buffalo. That's <laughs> where you're using. Where you're using I know you've buffalo. said this before. We're using, uh... we're using uh, hom- homonyms and homophones, and obviously, and then. Uh, uh, you're using it as a noun phrase, a relative clause, a verb phrase, a proper noun, a noun, and a verb. <laughs> because uh, it can mean all three, right? Yeah. Because buffalo is a place, buffalo is a thing, and buffalo is a verb, basically. So, because <laughs> you can buffalo somebody. So, buffalo buffaloes can buffalo buffalo, buffalo 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 buffalo. <laughs> it's fabulous. I love it. Uh, it's 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 the greatest. It's the greatest. I mean, your dad. Your dad has to love that. Right? I'm sure he does. Uh, <laughs> that sounds exactly like what's right up our alley here. I, I mean, that that um, has to be like your dad's favorite thing ever. Like, oh yeah, you can make a whole sentence out of just buffalo. <laughs> that could be up there. I don't know. He does love trivia. Your dad sounds nothing like that, but that's, that's his correct. Voice he attributed to not sound like at least that at he, all. I mean, I didn't make him sound like a crazy Irishman. I could have went, ah, it's the greatest thing ever these eyes have ever seen, John. I'll tell you that much right now, me boy. <laughs> we have we have lost our accent over the years. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> The generations, as we'll say, but yeah, no, that's that's yeah. funny. <laughs> that Irish accent that all you all you Polish people. Have. My dad is not Polish. He's he's Irish and German so, and Scottish. Oh, he's so, Irish yeah. German. Who's yeah. the, what's the Polish? That's your my mom's, mom's side. side. Yeah, the Malowskis, yeah, so I... the Grossmans, and all that. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, not, but you know, there's not a lot of old Barnett's. No, there. no. Barnett's Scottish itself, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And my dad will say it's maybe French, but the French spell it differently, so it's not. And the, so. and the French suck, and nobody wants to be French. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I think this will be a game where a lot of these players from the Badger team remember last year's game. Uh, what I do love is that Fickle was in no way celebratory about this win. In no way. He said, this was sloppy. I'd love to feel better about this, but this was a bad game. And I'm good. paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing. But he basically said, like, we didn't play well. That was not a good game. I'm glad we won. Uh, but I'm not taking a lot of joy in this game because that was a badly played game. And, and for me, I'll say, this is not him anymore. This is me. Tackling was bad. Uh, the coverage got lost a couple of times. Uh, we were inconsistent in that pass game and did not push down the field nearly enough and push to the sidelines enough. Uh, but the run game was fantastic, I thought. Uh, that was good. But, yeah, lots of things to work on in this game because they really looked sloppy and just were able to outpower this team in many ways and do things that way. But I'd love to see them get better. Uh, and let's remember, too, uh, transfer quarterback, uh, three transfer wide receivers. The next, the other wide receiver, I mean, that's basically wide receiver one, two, and four with Skyler Bell thrown in there at three, uh, as well as, you know, a new offense coordinator and a new head coach. This was their and, first game they've all been together for any of this. And that's, that's what I was trying to bring again yeah. with, with, uh, with like Nebraska, Nebraska. Yeah. like in no way, shape or form is it the same situation, but it's similar, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. that's why like, and honestly, to be. To, to put it into perspective, bring it back to the Packers too. Like I know Lafleur has been around for five years and there's some people that have been around for a little bit, but like uh, this is going to be kind of the par for the course for our, both of our teams this year, man, it's going to be, you know, there's, there's, there's no way you can see how this season is going to end. Like even, even last year, like we had a bad feeling right away. Like though, this ain't going to, this isn't going to be good. Did like, not go well they, early. Yeah. It, it this 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 smells this smells fishy like you knew it was bad aaron was throwing aaron was playing hero ball and you're like well oh, you already man. know what's going on you knew what was going on with the badgers last year too like oh god this isn't gonna end well you know like and so now it's just clear the slate and you know what i say as fans of both the badgers and the packers let's just let's just enjoy this let's have yeah. fun you know this is you're a gonna process. have games like this they're gonna be sloppy i'm guessing the bears game this week is gonna be sloppy yeah i'm guessing the wisconsin's probably gonna lose to washington state for the second year in a row because i mean it's all new but in both cases it's it's not about this year it's about seeing what you have this year no person should expect luke fickle to walk into madison and win a national championship no i think like that's that is it is is stupid and just just a bad take it is year one get used to the idea of it being year one and then just kind of Look forward to seeing what the growth looks like. That's what the Padger fans need to be looking at here is not so much the, are we going to win it all right now? No, this is a get team back, in transition. In four years. We'll four get years. get more excited for next year with Evers. Nick Evers coming in and, and playing. Cody Evers? Pitch. Yeah, no, Nick. That's why I went there. He's the, he's the, the backup transfer you know, guy who came the in this year as well. The strap up and play? No way. That's awesome. I bet He's a lot of people crushed. would watch that. I'll tell you yeah, that. No, I mean, there's a lot of people that line up for that one. Yeah. Both sides, both sides of the party line. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think just, that's going to be just, it. Just throw him a slant over the middle. Do it. Do it. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, that's, that's kind of where we are with, with all of that. I think that they're – I think that they'll actually pull out the win this week. 
because I think they were embarrassed by this last year. I think enough of them remember it. Uh, I think that that'll have something to do with it. I don't, I know. I, I think that Fickle's going to be less likely to have that kind of problem this year is what, like that team had kind of checked out by last year. That team needed, yeah, they, they had too many other things going on there. So yeah. Yeah, there was less. I have, I have way more faith in uh, the Badgers this week than I do the Packers. Let's put it that way. So I yeah. Think it's, and Washington State, they're they're a quality program. They're they're they not. Are. They're not where the, the Badgers. Well, are. and next year, quite technically, they could hold on for two more years as a two-team conference. Technically, you have to have at least eight teams, but you have like a three-year period in which you have to get oh, to that. Yeah, they're the last ones in the Pac-10, right? It's just going to be them and Oregon State. In Gross. theory, God, Washington so State and Oregon State could be the Pac-12 for two years by themselves. <laughs> before just, being forced to disband the conference. I, I love that someone brought up when they were talking <laughs> about all this conference realignment and all this happy horse crap. And then during the game uh, last night, uh, during the Badger game, uh, or not last night, that was two nights ago, but anyways, um, the, the Big Ten conference uh, commercial that used to just start at like Nebraska and would go to, to Rutgers. Is <laughs> well, it would always show the Rose Bowl too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then, and then I love that the ACC – the furthest West game is this year is going to be in LA and the furthest East game is going to be in Ireland anyways. So <laughs> let's, but, but yes, yeah, so no, they said basically when it's all said and done, the big 10 is going to absorb basically, I, I, I've said basically about basically seven times now, yeah, but anyways, bear with me. We're with you, is man. that so, so this Keep is the last up. of the, the big 10 West or whatever. So once they absorb all the pack 12 schools, are they just going to call that, the big pack 10. I don't know. And just, what have, I'm waiting just for... have the West coast and then have the midsection of the big 10 and then the East coast. Like I don't understand what I'm waiting for is when they officially get to 20 and they just call it the big tens and they just pluralize yeah. it. It's two tens. Yeah. So uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll see how that I, goes. I miss the days of the whack. I really do. <sighs> that was fun. All I was right. watching uh, Boise state, Oklahoma highlights. the other day. <sighs> That's a good game. It was a great game. Adrian Peterson's in that game. Oh, Adrian Peterson was a beast in that game. In college, yeah, he was so good. He almost he almost ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> he was yeah. that good. Anyways, but yeah. All right, so we'll move on to the Brewers, who you know also played a game this week. They, they played several games this week. Uh, mostly they looked good. They had the games against the Phillies. They, they played the Phillies. They had a home series against the Phillies and were able to get two out of three, uh, a little surprisingly, because we – had Burns going tonight and well, he was not, it was not the on Burns, but he was, he was Burns. He did all right. But yeah, starting off, we're getting the several different, uh, just high scoring games for this Brewers offense, which is not the norm, but has been very good recently. Seven, five win, seven, five win. And then the two to four loss followed by two to four loss. So I guess whatever the Brewers do tomorrow, Tuesday night is the same thing they'll do Wednesday because it's seven, five win, seven, five win, two, four loss, two, four loss. Let's just keep, well, I don't know. I guess that's just kind of how it's going to roll from here, but this is, this is the stretch where the Brewers really do need to make hay, right? Uh, make hay while the sun is shining because we're going to play the pirates and the Yankees grant it on the road and then bring in the Marlins who are kind of floundering now or Marlining floundering is a, is a gerund. Even though flounder and marlin are both fish, marlining is not a verb, uh, not a proper gerund in this sense. But uh, their best player busy dealing with the fact that he has some minors 
in the Dominican who had things to say about him, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Nationals, who don't have any such problem. But those that'll be a, a seven-game set at home against some teams they should be able to beat. This is two weeks here of games that are very, very winnable for the Brewers. Uh, and the Cubs will be busy playing the Giants and then Arizona. So this is the time to start moving ahead. They, they got to do something. Believe me, losing to the Pirates today was not a good start. I wasn't real happy about that. No. Yes. No, and this is this has been the thing with Burns. Like, Burns. Burns. Uh, Burns. Just this year has not been that great a year for him. He He comes out and looks like himself sometimes. But not all the time. Sometimes he does this, uh, where he's still got a 3.63 ERA this late in the year. And uh, that's not his usual. Um, let's try to find for the last couple of years here. Um, so last... God, the, the Brewers play the Cardinals and Marlins a lot this month. Holy smokes. Yeah, they're going to finish. They have not played the Marlins yet, so... Dear God, they play them seven times. Yep. They They're play, play four at home and three down in, in Arizona. They they have not played the Cardinals much this year. They're going to play them a bit here. So, Cardinals yeah, it's going to be rough. Oh my God. It's, it's like the Card. It literally goes Marlins, Nationals, Cardinals, Marlins, Cardinals. Yeah. <laughs> so, here's here's a Burnsy the last three years ERA 2.11, 2.43, 2.94. This year, 3.63. He's jumped up almost a full run a game uh, in here. Which still isn't bad. Nine I mean, no, it's, honestly, it's, it's three six three. It's not a bad number. It is not. No, it's just it, well, it's a, a drop from who he's been. They could have paid one hundred eighty million dollars by one of the other teams. I'm sure, but yeah, because they'll have looked at the last three years uh, where he definitely was there. Um, but yeah, just he still gets his strikeouts. He still does fine on that stuff. It, it just he's giving up way more runs than he normally does. I mean, his whip is still really good. It's just yeah. he's been a yeah. sub one whip the last two years. He's at one point oh nine now, which is still great. Just giving up every other game, it seems he gives up a big game. The best pitcher on this team this year has been Peralta, and I mean, most of that's just because Woodruff was gone for so long. Uh, but Peralta has been lights out. He was the pitcher of the month in the NL. Pitcher yeah. of the month of August. He was fantastic through, for the entire month. He was just uh, well, and, really and, great. And, and Burns is Burns is still fine too. Like it's, he it's is not, fine. It's only comparing to himself who he was. You, as, you, yeah. you said you said that, and just like you said that whip whip is, I I find mm. you know that whip is a little more more telling of what's actually going on than his actual ERA. Like that dude. I mean. He won a Cy Young. I don't remember the record, but his record sucked for being a Cy Young. It was King Felix kind of when went one loss record. Like this dude should be cracking off twenty win seasons because he shows up every game and he pitches and it's just it. He's I think so it was the sna- eleven and five year. He, yeah, he's yeah. so he's so snake bit by just. I mean, it was just what three games ago he lost two to one. One no, that was the last. We won nothing. That was the last game he lost two to one. And it's yeah. like he only gave up two runs in seven innings and lost two to one. And that's how that's how it's been for Burns Burns the entire time he's been with the Brewers. It's like he can't it, the doodle the doodle give up one run over eight innings and still lose one to zero. Like that's that's the way it's been. Like he never gets the run support. It's a 
I don't know. I think well, he's fine. If anything, him getting shelled is good for him returning as a pitcher next year to the Brewers, although not a chance in hell. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, Yeah, I guess it would be interesting. All, 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 all I do know is that it was nice that the Brewers were scoring seven runs a game for a while there. That was nice, you know. So, uh, I mean, it's it, – yeah, I'm just trying to go back through some of his games. I, so it's I'm like, just, I'm just not happy that the Cubs are two and a half games behind because the Cubs actually have real talent. So it's rough. They kind of do, so. but they're going to be in a rough spot here. I think just kind of coming up. I think there's there's a lot of of problems they're going to have with these games here. But the Brewers really need to put them away now, like right now. That's that's the big thing. It's like they got, like I said, this next two week span is massively important because what you want to be is four games clear when you play the Cubs for the last three games because you don't want them to matter. You would like to, to not, not have to do that at all. Right. Um, yeah, just trying to look through Burns' last several games. So, yeah, today gives up four. Uh, last start, he gave up one. They lost one nothing. Uh, the yeah. one before that, he gave up six. It was on the 23rd. The one before that, he gave up nothing on August 17th. Did not figure in the decision. Uh, the game before that, he gave up five and did not figure in the decision. That one, they saved him. I mean, like, they went out and scored and won, but he didn't get the it's decision. It's like the Brett Saberhagen thing. Like, every other thing is bad. Yeah. Then only gave up two and didn't figure in the decision against Pittsburgh. And, yeah, so, like, going back, he's giving him up every – actually, his July was fantastic. He never gave up more than two runs in any game. Ended up four and one for that month. He's I was gonna say ended, ended up ended up zero and one. I thought you were gonna say zero and one. Never gave up more than two runs and ended up zero and one. Four yeah. and one. Yeah. He. I mean, he only lost one game where he went six innings, gave up two, and then lost to Cincinnati in that one. Uh, that was his only loss. The other ones he gave up. You know, John, I'm not lying. Yeah. I don't. I don't study no, you're stats. Right. But I. I you're, the dude. The dude snake bit man. Yeah, like, he's got a couple. He just has. You, you, say, game, you say. You said. You said. You get. You. You mentioned two bad outings. In that oh, yeah. whole thing. Yeah, in the last it, two months, it, it five just, and in six. just the last couple weeks, right? Exactly. Well, like, today kind of bad. But I mean, like the rest of these, other than giving today up. Today wasn't even that bad. Four runs as a starter. That uh, Yeah, and should, five should, innings. Should, yeah. Yeah. It, but we'll say in terms of quality starts, he doesn't have a quality start today. Didn't have it on August 23rd. Didn't have it on August 11th. Other than that, every start since uh, beginning of July has been, I'm just making sure the innings are right. Uh, well, if no. Four, he, if you give up four and five, you should be able to walk away on a good team with a no decision. Depending. Yeah, the Brewers actually have the best record in baseball in games where they score at least four runs. Uh, he didn't get a quality decision on the, well, that was the other one where he gave up five and five and two thirds. But other than that, he's, he's only had two games in the last two months where he did not get a quality start. So he's been completely fine. Uh, today he goes six innings, but gets up four, which is, you know, one less run, he'd have a quality start. And it would have been a one-run game in the last couple of innings. Mm-hmm. Oddly, too, the Brewers have one of the top five in terms of batting average and runs produced in in situations where runners in scoring position. They're one of the best five hitting teams in baseball when there's a guy on second or third. But they're not overall. Just when there's guys there. I don't know how that works. <laughs> no, the Brewers' problem is that getting the person to second or third. Right. Quite honestly, if they get a sing, if they get a single or walk to start the inning, that dude's not getting in. It's not. It's not. Happening. Quite honestly, they should steal more. I mean, like I don't uh, know. Agreed. Yeah, I'm but just that's trying. Like, to... That's like Craig Craig Council doesn't bunt and he doesn't steal. 
He has bunted this year, or at least they've been bunting for hits. I watched Yelich Terang's done it twice at least in the last month. Um, it's been, yeah, yeah, I know it's it's been a revelation. Kind of interesting that is. they've been able to do it, and they mo- they aren't doing it to sacrifice. They're doing you know, it to hit. And you know what else happened is that the Cubs did that to them. Yes, and they maybe did. that opened up maybe that opened up Council's eyes because he doesn't do that. He doesn't do he doesn't do hit and runs. Um, yep. he doesn't do suicide squeezes. He doesn't bunt. He, I mean, players steal, but I mean, the other day, Trang, uh, stole off, uh, Real Mudo from yeah. Philadelphia, who is Trang can run. They got speed. Real Mudo is ridiculous. He's good. He is one of the best catchers. I mean, he is way underrated as a catcher. He's, he's insane, but with these bigger bases now too, and all the rules that you can't like, you can only throw over twice. Yeah. Right. I, it's, it, it's unbelievable. Trang stole that base by a half a second, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it was like, he was on the base before like 10 feet before that ball hit that glove. Yeah. Why not? I mean, look what Acuna is doing. That I'm is a smart player. 30 and 60, man. 30 and freaking 60 stolen bases. In the last, here's something I guess will actually surprise you. I, d- I would not have picked this because I wanted to look at the number. Brewer is actually 12th in baseball in stolen bases over the last 30 days. Weird, 20, 21 right? stolen bases in the last 30 days. Uh, the Reds, of course, lead it because they are always. I love, I love, I love Council, but he's stuck in his way sometimes on some things. I'm glad that he's starting to come, come off this stuff. Like, and for the longest time, it was like, whoa. And they just they just got a bunt, and it's like, oh, you do bunting, oh, bunting. <laughs> Holly was watching the game the other night. Who's Holly's a good baseball fan? She's like, oh, wow, did the Brewers just bunt? She's like, I didn't think people bunted anymore. They don't generally, and they don't. But I mean, you want to shake up and you want to shake up a defense, lay one down the third base line. Ask yeah. Paul Molitor, Paul Molitor, who's probably the best bunter in the modern era of baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Euchre always Euchre always said that if Paul Molitor bunted on every single play, he'd have a thousand batting average. They just started playing the third baseman halfway up the line. <laughs> well, it's because yeah. everybody's it's, it's, it's because everybody's it. find, starting to throw some of the analytics out of the game. Because if you just play by straight straight analytics and just go for home runs every time, and then the Houston Astros prove that hey, we're going to put some ducks on the pond. We're going to get some people moving. We're going to make errors because if you put the ball in play and not strike out on every play errors are going to happen and people are going to move and it forces the fielders to do things and errors happen on stolen bases. The Brewers scored a run on a stolen base of third with Montessario, uh, just last week. Wasn't it right? Yeah. Uh, Lay one up, lay, lay a bunt up the third baseline and sprint your ass off and watch the defense panic with with that guy on second base. And the Brewers have put a couple guys in. They scored a run on a bad throw where it went into the dugout. They got a guy on second because bunt threw into the dugout. Yeah, right. sometimes that stuff. So, so, so your leadoff batter just got a double. Okay, it's, it's kind of like right. football. Like, make the other team make the play. Go ahead yeah. and and right. and make an that's attempt. Been, that's all make been lost. Make a play. That's all been lost in the Moneyball analytic baloney well, that has happened over the last twenty years. That, and now you're starting to see it again, especially with the pitch clocks and everything else. And the game sped back up. Is that you know your leadoff batter gets a double. Hey, okay, so now the next three guys are going to just be trying to crank it yard and just trying to hit home runs, and they all strike out. Or they pop it up trying to, you know, and the guy just sits on second and nothing happens. Or, yeah, you get a Bryce Trang to lays a bunt down the third baseline with 4-4-40 speed 
Now all of a sudden you got Monasterio sitting there at second base. He's fast as heck too. What are you going to do? Are you going to throw it to first base or are you going to hold on to it and go now, now your third baseman has to make a decision on the fly when he's running up the line, bare picking up that ball barehanded. Is he going to throw it to second? Is he going to hold it? Where's the shortstop at in this whole thing? Who's going to hold Monasterio at third base? Now the catcher's got to move. There's a whole lot more things. Or you got people just swinging at balls and striking out. You're like, that's easy for everybody. Like, here, here's something I don't think is going to help you. I'm going to, I'm going to make your day. Brewers are oh, over the last. You're going to send me to, you're send me to rehab, sweet. <laughs> over the next, over the last thirty days, because I want to, I want to try to get an idea of where the team is now. Last thirty days, Brewers are twelfth in runs scored. All right, or I'm sorry, thirteenth in runs scored, twelfth in stolen bases. They are also sixteenth in batting average. So that's you know right there in the middle to to upper for I mean like runs scored upper part. Uh, right there in the middle for for batting average, they're twenty sixth in home runs. They're they're right there in scoring as one of these teams that's actually putting up runs, but they're yeah. not relying on the long ball no, even in a not. time of the year where it's much easier to hit that ball further because this is the weather for home runs I, right now, and they're not they're not relying on it. They are like today they scored two runs without a hit mm-hmm. in that inning that when they scored their two runs. It was walk. Yeah. It was hit by pitch, walk, hit by pitch, sack fly, sack fly. Sack fly. They yep. had no hits and were up two nothing. Right. And then they didn't score again. But still, they made things happen. They met, they knew what to do to get runs in. They were manufacturing stuff a do, little bit do, here. Do, do they have field. a player on the team that could hit a home run? Is the other question. Santana, uh, Canna, Santana can. Yeah, the Canna Santana show uh, has been Canna Sa- putting no, out there. Canna, by the way, good pickup on both of those guys. Fantastic. Um, Canna, I mean, for a late season pickup with almost losing nothing. Yeah, they gave up almost nothing for these guys. Yeah, and like we talked about like three podcasts ago, like, God, if they could keep Santana for next year, that'd be so great. So good. Like, just a true first baseman. Yeah. And and still keep Rowdy around. I don't care. But like, Santana's, he's older, but. You know, there's he's he's got a there's a little have, tread left, a little tread left on the tire. You need there, a couple but, uh, veterans on the team. You do need a couple yeah. veterans. You're going to have Yelich, and you're going to have him. Would if you could, that would be great. Um, mm-hmm. But man, also think about this with with what I just told you. Those numbers, middle to upper part in terms of this stuff, and they are fantastic fielders. Montesario has been a just godsend at third base. His yeah, his ability to just pick the ball and throw it is amazing like he he the number of bare hand throws he has made in the last month has been remarkable uh and always on target uh oh. terang is amazing hey, hey and a third baseman with glasses like right come on. Uh, Chris like sabo, sabo. <laughs> come on boys <laughs> we're in the same spot there yeah almost santana who's a very good fielding first baseman should almost field Excellent. less because terang is amazing that dude picks up everything and makes every throw um Three years. Is, three years. He's going to have a gold glove. Three years, I think. Yeah. The thing with when we had Kutch, like the last couple of years, and yeah. now Santana, we got the Pirates player two years too late. Like, right? Dang it. Yeah. There's <laughs> like, a couple of plays where he actually got a glove on the ball where he should have just let it go because Terang's going to get that ball. He's going to get yeah, everything. Yeah, I know that happened tonight too. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was, happened tonight. Yeah. It was bad, but yeah. yeah. Still, uh, I love the defense on this team. What we can do, Weimer is basically turned into a rotational guy who's not going to see the field much, and that's going to happen that's even fine. more once that's Chario fine. comes. That's, yeah, that's that's fine. That's fine. He does. He needs to he clean up be... his stance too. I think. Just honestly, he's got. He's young. He's super young, man. He's he got too much motion in Weimer. there. Yeah, we got too much motion in his swing. 
Um, he's got to kind of calm his hands a little bit, I think, and that would help. But either way, uh, yeah, I mean, Freilich out there has been great uh, with a bunch of these other guys in this, and there's a couple guys still coming up who are going to be fun to watch over the next couple of years. Yeah, Churros, Churros, Churros still not even here. Yeah, yeah, he's still down double A, killing in Biloxi. He was, was he thirty? Was he thirty thirty guy or just twenty twenty down in, yeah, in sure. the? Yeah, I yeah. think he's twenty twenty. Either way, he's he's been doing great. He didn't even play the full season in Double A. He started in Single A this year and still went 20, 20 and twenty. Yeah, he's in Napton. Yeah, yeah. Which is by the way, twenty home runs, twenty stolen bases. The, oh, which is a great season. John. Yeah, I knew I knew what I was going to ask you. Go ahead. It it hit me in the head on the way through because uh, <laughs> um, uh, on the Brewers uh, broadcast tonight they were talking about it. Uh, Grindle and uh, Mauer. Who uh, oh, is the away the way guy now? Also very. By the way, speaking of talent, my God, Brewers uh, Broadcasting Network puts out the talent. Yeah. Oh my God, they the talent. Like, uh, I, I I'll miss Euchre when he's gone too. But my God, like they just crank out the talent. And how many ex Brewers play by play guys who play who were alongside of uh, Euchre are out there? I mean, Pat Hughes yeah. is a lead for the Cubs. Uh, a pro probe uh probe uh, uh is over he's uh uh cory probic probe prop can't um the names yeah yeah, yeah. i i know he, he's, a, he's, a, he's the a twins lead now but anyways yeah. so they were talking about how great three river stadium is oh man way back yeah so they're <laughs> like if you've never been to the stadium make sure to get out here like three river stadium or whatever they call pnc park now pnc right park now. is what it is now. pnc yeah. park yeah uh, get out here. They're like, it's, it's, it, it's been around for 30 years now and it's still one of the best baseball parks. So John next year, me and you are going to drive out on a overnight to Pittsburgh and catch a game. That sounds fantastic. Let's work that out. We definitely have to try to get that going. That sounds awesome. I would, Let's do it. I, I think, I think we could probably pull off hitting Cleveland and Pittsburgh and maybe since Cincinnati on the way back on a three day weekend, if we did it right. We'll so. leave the wives at my house and they can have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, we're gonna have to leave them with a bunch of wine. So, well, my wife Trina. at least. I, you know, I know Trina, Trina doesn't is, drink but... wine. She doesn't like to taste the wine. So, yeah, it's, I don't know. What to All say? Right. So, well, we'll we'll bring her up some edibles from Illinois. How about that? No, <laughs> yeah. no. I have to say this out loud, but no, no, <laughs> absolutely right. not, Aaron. Let's not do that. That's gonna be a terrible idea, and not okay. Uh, all right. So everything else we have, we're going to put into the last little bit here and try to get through it. But we're going to put this into the segment that we lovingly call our last call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. Last call finally comes back to us with volleyball, everybody. If you've been listening to the show for years, you know that Aaron and I love the volleyball. I was watching uh, Minnesota, Florida. I was watching Kentucky and Pitt, which was a fantastic game. Pitt, of course, playing Wisconsin last year in, in the uh, the tournament. Uh, Pitt has been, what did they say? Wisconsin and Pitt are, I think, are the only two teams that have made regional finals in all of the last three years. Um, that was a fun game, too. And, uh, yeah, a lot of good games. Minnesota actually got swept by Florida, which is a huge, huge upset on our end here. But... Wisconsin had a very interesting week playing in the SEC because, as Aaron alluded to, we had to play Arkansas, but Wisconsin played Arkansas in Fayetteville on back-to-back nights. They played them Wednesday and Thursday. 
They win the first game, uh, comes in uh, 3-2 to two against 21-ranked Arkansas. Uh, get big games here. Uh, we got uh, Devin Robinson came in with 21 kills, looked fantastic. We had 13 kills from Anna Smrek. She is a she is she is enormous. She, that woman is so tall; it is scary. Devin Robinson also with nine blocks. Carter Booth is also out there. She is also very. She's got to be six nine. I didn't look it up, but she's got to be somewhere in there. Cece Crawford also with the blocks in this game. Uh, Gucci Tacking coming back out playing the libero position. Uh, looked great. I I was wrong. I just looked up. Carter Booth is six seven. Uh, but yeah, Anna Smirk is, I believe, six nine. You're still talking. Like, how do I know. you do that? Like, I was looking it up for you. <laughs> Yuli Orzal and uh, Gulce Gustekin, uh killing it with the digs. Gustekin with 22. She is just a ball of energy. She is fantastic to watch go out there uh, all over the place. Uh, they come back the next night. They beat Arkansas again, but this time they beat them 3 nothing. Uh, big game again from uh, we got Sarah Franklin, who's the All American candidate. Uh, she has 12 kills. Robinson right behind with 11, and Smrek with 10. Uh, uh, Crawford and Smrek leading the way in terms of blocks for each. Uh, Hamill gets the lead and assist, but also this game, Hamill got uh, 12 digs and led the team. Izzy Ashburn with 11. So that was fantastic to see as well. But yeah, I, I watched all the way through too on some of these. This one against Tennessee was a just a thriller. Oh my gosh! Going into the fifth set, uh, they had to. I mean, Wisconsin got out two two to nothing. All right, they win 25-23. 25-23. and then just Tennessee came out hot after that. Twenty five eighteen, twenty five twenty. They were ahead. Wisconsin would catch up a little bit. Never quite got back into them in that fourth set. That fifth set was so back and forth. Wisconsin got the first four points, and then they were they were even up nine uh, five later on, and then it came into twelve twelve. You know, it's a race to three points kind of thing. Uh, F- Tennessee got to the thirteen, and then Wisconsin takes the next three points. There, it was, it was just it was intense. They get it on a block that goes out of bounds on uh, Tennessee and everything. It was it was just an incredible game. Franklin did fantastic. She gets 23 kills. Devin Robinson with 15. Carter Booth, 8. Carter Booth was fantastic in this game as somebody who had not been like a massive part of this team coming in. She also had 8 blocks to lead the way along with 6 from uh, Crawford in this. Izzy Ashburn, 31 assists. Uh, one of the biggest things was Yulia Orzal had a, an ace late in the game that tied it up and got them, that basically got them the win. It got them the momentum into the tie into the win. Uh, it was a fantastic, I mean, there were only three aces for Wisconsin in this game, and it, it was that one in the fifth set that that set everything up. Uh, Yuli Orzao also with uh, 13 digs to lead the team. Uh, it was a fantastic game all around. Very clean game, too. Very clean game. It was fantastically played by both teams. They both looked fantastic, because I went from that to watching Minnesota, Florida, which was just kind of all over the place. Uh, but yeah, it was great. What do you have to say, Aaron? Uh, but I was going to say that uh, Anna Smerick is uh, a clean six foot nine, though. So yeah, she is. She is. Yeah, she's she's uh, she's, she's uh, uh, Carter Booth is six foot seven. So yes, they were. The, but I mean, like those are monsters. My God, yeah, <laughs> crazy. Uh, volleyball over in the WIAC uh, lacrosse. Oh, hey, 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 Whitewater, all four no. Go ahead. Hey, before, Aaron, you go to, I, before you move off the Big Ten, I wanted to talk about that too because 
did you see the bit about Nebraska? Nebraska playing in front of 90,000. It's the largest watched live three. women's sport event ever. Yeah. Uh, ever. In front of us uh, in the United States, second biggest. There was a soccer game in, in Spain once that pulled like 93,000 or something uh, like that. Okay. And Memorial Stadium, uh, the it's the second largest event in Memorial Stadium. Garth Brooks had a concert once that like pulled like 95,000 or something like that, which is still <laughs> a smaller stage than uh, that. So like... Nebraska volleyball um, always hip yeah. and hip with Wisconsin for being one of the best D1 volleyball schools. Wisconsin more of a latecomer than Nebraska. Nebraska, Nebraska it is, is like Nebraska been good forever. Forever, you know? they are so, fantastic. And so, yeah, they played against Omaha, which makes sense. Uh, you, you, uh, UN Omaha, UNO, and so it, it pulled everybody because I mean, ninety-two thousand people. Uh, I mean, all the population of Nebraska is between Omaha and Lincoln. So it yeah. makes sense right there on the interstate, but uh, no crazy, just insane. And I would love to see the Badgers put a volleyball game in Camp Randall, just like that. It's got to be hard to do it outside. It's got to be crazy with that wind and everything, but I yeah, mean, that'd be fun. Mean, it'd be a lot of fun. I mean, it'd have to, you'd have to pick a perfect day and that's what happened with Nebraska too. Yeah. But I mean, like, but these, but these girls, they play outside all the time. It's like, you know, you're so used to playing indoors on courts and stuff like that. Most of us play outside all the time anyways, like yeah. in the summertime and everything else like that. You can figure it out. It's it's and especially if it's not like not a, a, a game in the playoffs right. or anything like that. So or a I, would lo- game, I, would, yeah. I would love to see an early season game at Camp Randall. Fantastic. I, mean, I would go. I would try to find a way to go. You're not going to break that 92,000 mark. Memorial's no. a giant stadium, but I and mean, they will try to put... find a way to break it because they did this because Wisconsin, like Nebraska, played in their basketball stadium, and then Wisconsin played in the Kohl Center. So until this game, Wisconsin held the record for the largest attended volleyball game in U.S. history. Nebraska mm-hmm. had to break it big because they are the home of of volleyball. They are they are the center of American volleyball. So they had 100. to do it. 100% but uh yeah no and 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 that's a rivalry I love too and it's you that's know good. that's there's a bigger rivalry between Wisconsin and Nebraska for volleyball than there is for football for sure so, absolutely sorry uh, yeah. so now off to WIC I just I yeah. didn't want to overlook that point because that's a huge thing for women's sports it is the most played high school girls sport is volleyball more girls play volleyball than soft than soccer or softball I just I, it's I the just, biggest I just said I, I grew up in a town that uh, our, our girls won three straight state championships when I was in school. We won one. So, yeah, not my like eighth you. Grade, my eighth grade, ninth grade, and 10th grade year, we won three straight D3 championships. And we were volleyball high school. Like, everything. We we didn't have men's volleyball, but we all no. knew how to play volleyball because oh, yeah. that's what the girls were doing all the time. And what do boys do? They chase girls. Anyways, but yeah, <laughs> so we had to learn how to play volleyball. And a lot of us ended up being good at volleyball outside of high school. And so down here, Ruby's been kind of having issues latching onto a sport. She doesn't, uh, a lot of them not, aren't really appealing to her and she likes volleyball, but I was super disappointed to know that they don't start volleyball until sixth grade. So I've been working on volleyball with Ruby now for two years. Cool. Uh, a, a little bit harder now, but uh, like learning how to pass, how to you know set, how to set. hit. Nice. Learning not how to play <laughs> really bad at volleyball. You know, you watch some volleyball games and people are just swatting and with double hands slapping over the heads, and it's like no, volleyball isn't meant to be played like that. There's a definite. <laughs> 
bump set spike that we do here. Yeah. And once in a while, on and once in a while, you have to go out of your way to keep a ball in the air and you have to, you know, do stupid stuff. Sometimes you do a quick set over the net because people aren't, aren't, yeah. aren't ready for the return or stuff. Yeah, like change that. a transition game up. Yeah. You got to try right, to you know, them, get them off the speed, catch them offside. Otherwise this is how we do it. You know, like, I will not allow you to progress into your adulthood as a uh, volleyball player playing stupid volleyball. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> right. So that's the only thing I got. I so I, yeah. She, In terms of good volleyball, the WIC. Exactly, I, I mean, I, I have to, I have oh, to, I have on. to send down on somebody, one of my children, because Andrew's never going to be over 110 pounds. So I don't think he's going to play football. He's going to run though. That dude can run. No, he's going to run. He's going to run. All that's right. for sure. In terms of good volleyball, the WIC is playing very good volleyball. Uh, Lacrosse, Oshkosh, Stout, Whitewater, all four and zero right now. With Stevens Point at three and zero. Platteville and River Falls uh, at two and one. Eau Claire, the only team with a losing record at one and two. Uh, recent games have included Whitewater beating Wheaton three nothing. River Falls beating Westminster of Missouri three uh, one. Lacrosse beating Lawrence three to one in Winona. I don't know why they're playing in Winona. I guess because Lacrosse is nearby. Uh, Whitewater right. beats Edgewood uh, at Whitewater three nothing. Stout beats Monmouth of Illinois. 3 nothing in Grinnell, Iowa. Uh, and then Stout also beats Grinnell, Iowa in Grinnell, Iowa. There must have been a tournament there. Uh, Lacrosse beats, oh, in Winona again, beats St. Scholastica, the Saints of St. Scholastica, 3 nothing. Platteville beats Wartburg, 3 nothing in Colorado Springs. And if you go to a D3 school and get the free trip to Colorado Springs, that is a win. Uh, right. right. Uh, yeah. Eau Claire, though, goes out to Claremont, California, loses to Pomona Pitzer, uh, 3 nothing, and then also to Claremont Mudscripts. I just want to say that again. They lost to Claremont Mudscripts of California 3-1, to one, and I need to know what they are. They are the Athenas and the Stags. So apparently their men's and women's teams have different names. They are the Claremont Mudscripts Athenas. And man, that makes me happy to say. Uh, in terms of football, we had uh, mostly wins for the WIAC. Whitewater beats John Carroll twenty-seven to twenty-three, and will now be going to play St. John's in Collegeville next week. That should be fantastic. Uh, Stout oh, the covers. No, <laughs> the St. John's Johnnies of Collegeville. Oh, gotcha. Stout beats St. Ambrose of Iowa in Davenport, Iowa, thirty-five to seven. Eau Claire. Beats the Cobbers, Aaron. <laughs> they, oh, there we go. Oh, the 31, Cobbers actually did figure into this one. Sweet. Yeah. 31-28. Oshkosh beats Texas Lutheran, 48-31. River Falls beats in an incredible game, 45-21. They beat Mary Harden Baylor, a constant top five team. Uh, they won a national championship, I think, three years ago or two years ago. Uh, they beat them. 45 to 22 in River Falls. Fantastic game for River Falls. Lacrosse beats Dakota State, which is in South Dakota, the Titans. They beat them in Madison, South Dakota. 31 to 6. Platteville beats Lakeland, the Muskies in Plymouth. Uh 80 to 13. And shout out to Garth Lazinski, athletic trainer over there working with Lakeland, but uh all his hard work keeping them healthy, not enough to help them score more than 13 points and not give up 80. And then, like we mentioned before, Lindenwood of Missouri in St. Charles, Missouri, which is near Fort Leonard Wood, by the way, 
uh, 77-9 over the Pointers. The Pointers, the only team in the WIAC to lose in their first game. So, yeah, that's where we are this week in terms of Wisconsin sports. Aaron, do you have anything else to add this week for us? I was going to say something about uh, um, Mary Harden Baylor. That's a good school. That, that, that's football. a women's school that is from Baylor, right? It's not a women's school. It's not the Mary Tyler Moores. They're the Mary Harden Baylor. They are a team in Texas. Yeah, I feel I feel like we did a deep dive one time, like in the off season, because I think it was a combination school. between like a Mary Harden school and a Baylor thing or whatever. But it, it is, are they the crew? They're the crew. I believe they're the Crusaders. Jeez, hmm. yeah, no, they are a constant um, D three powerhouse in, in terms of this. Uh, but yeah, D three football powerhouse. Mary Harden Baylor. We've talked about them. They played in the playoffs against Whitewater a couple times. Yeah. I was also going to say too that uh, Grinnell uh, Athletics. Um, you mentioned them before. They are an unbelievable uh, track and field cross country uh, school. Oh, okay. Okay. And their and their head coach or their uh, former head coach of their track and field team was Will Freeman, who was a an Olympic uh, Olympic. I believe he was an Olympic. Uh, uh, pole vaulter okay Un- unbelievable coach and during my time in ryan lander when i was coaching i'll be brief um i taught a lot of people off the will freeman program and uh when i reached out to him he gratefully um he gratefully uh responded to me i mean this man's a legend like a track and field legend he got back to me he sent me his book for free Okay. And invited me to come down to Grinnell, and I went down to Grinnell for a weekend. It's a, on I eighty in the middle of nowhere, uh, Iowa. You yeah, know, just east of uh, right Des, Des Moines, on the cornfields. And I eighty uh, heading to Lincoln, right? <laughs> and uh, he was very and uh, yeah. I just ran down there. I, I just showed up for one of their track and field practices and just watched and got talked with him. And I mean, it was it was nothing. Like I just I just did a practice with him and then went back home. He was the most gracious, wonderful person I've ever met as far as just like guidance and like, you know, like just here, just watch what I do and stuff like that and blah, 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 whatever. It was, it was great. It was, it was, it, and I didn't, I, I could have probably made way more out of it if I wanted to, but uh, no, I just went down there and hung out at Grinnell for one day and watched what they did. And yeah, they're amazing, amazing, amazing runners down there. So, all right. Very cool. Thank you again, everybody, for joining us for another wonderful week of Wisconsin sports. We're glad to have you with us across Wisconsin and around the uh, United States and around the world. Uh, remember to follow the show again, as we've said, on Twitter at Scotty Johnny Pod, at Not So Humble Host for me, at Cheddar Talk for Aaron. Also, you can follow the show on Mastodon. The show itself is at ScottyJohnnyPod at Mastodon.social. You can find me, ScottyJohnny, at Mastodon.world. You can find Aaron and I both on Blue Sky now at Apple Bottom Flottom and at J.E. Barnett. Thank you again. And remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.